Croatia will play Brazil in the coming FIFA World Cup quarterfinals game on Friday. They barely survived the round of 16 competition against Japan on penalties, but Brazil have good reasons to watch out because Croatia went all the way to the final four years ago in Russia through three extra time games. Also on Friday, Argentina and the Netherlands will decide this time which of them will send the other out of the World Cup. Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I am Li Xiang, and I'm glad to be joined by my colleague Josh here. Great to be back. Hey, so I assume、uh, many will agree that Croatia are playing as the underdog when they are facing Brazil on Friday.、Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that mainly because of, like we were saying, the the age of, of the squad. You look at. Who they have typically? I would say Marcelo Brozovic still has. It's like the engine room, so they say keeps keeps things going.、Mm-hmm. But the remainder of the squad,、uh, particularly Modric, Kovacic, those ahead of him, are.、Prob- I don't feel like they. Let's、well, face it. You know, I was going to say I don't feel like they have the legs to keep up with Brazil all the way through.、Mm-hmm. But they took Japan all the way. Yeah, they ground it out. And then, like you just said, then in the introduction in 2018, every single match towards the final went a full 120 minutes, and that is a sign of a squad that is very smart. Not smart enough to smart, not enough smart enough to get an immediate victory, but to grind out a win in a way that completely shuts down the opponent. You know, and、uh, go on, no, what were you going to say? No, no, it's. And the thing with this Brazil side is, throughout the group stage, the only time they suffered a shot on goal was against Cameroon, which was right at the very end. And with South Korea, that one responding goal in the round of sixteen came seventy-five minutes in, which is to say that they seem to have settled into this rhythm where they will hit you hard and they will hit you fast early. If that that produces goals, or even if it doesn't, and they just feel like they're shutting you down. They will kind of switch off and zoo, like kind of go back into the Jogo Bonito style of play, where they're having fun and that's it. I feel like there is a chance with this Brazil squad where, if you can withstand the storm and reach the seventy-fifth, eightieth minute, you can get something back. And this Croatia team are probably the ones to do it. It's just a case of that opening salvo is often so overwhelming. From Vinicius, from Richarlison, Neymar if he's healthy, Casemiro from spot kicks, that it's a lot to handle.、Mm-hmm. So when as an underdog, when you're playing someone who's so much stronger than you are,、uh, I heard the secrets are the following: say first you have to play better than you usually do, and expect your opponents to perform not as well as they do. Also, one of the most important thing is that expect there will be surprise, good for your side and bad for the other side. For this Croatia, if they can say maintain it a zero to zero draw in the first sixty minutes, that is that when the chance will come for them. I think so, because we've as we've seen throughout this tournament with them, they have the. Incredible finesse in front of goal,、mm-hmm. but it takes them quite a while to get up to it because of how 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 old they are. Quite simply, we saw it in the last game against Japan with the even Perisic goal was absolutely fantastic. 
but it took a long while to get into the position to set him up for that. And Modric had several of those like fantastic looping uh, attempts that were perfectly on target, but because he doesn't have the pace anymore, they got intercepted. So it's one of those things where if they can hold it out, the odds sway in their favour. Simply because if you give players as talented as, say, Perisic, Kramaric, chances on goal, they're going to figure it out. What about for Brazil? Say, I, I'm not saying that Croatia will park a bus in front of their goal. They can get mm. some really aggressive defense, especially around midfield. Then how do Brazil avoid, you know, getting dragged into a like a mud? So there, the game got slow, got very physical. How do Brazil avoid that and try to control the game in their way? I assume they're going to be focusing on the wings because mm-hmm. by doing that, you kind of avoid the central talent of um, of Croatia. Like the thing which I was mentioning is like, yes, you have all these names, but as I said at the start the young man who's propelling it all is Brozovic, but he's only one guy who is, mm. decide, who is set up to be a midfield pivot in the centre. If they can, if Brazil can get around him and neutralise him completely, I'd say that's from play which starts with, say, Danilo Militao, perhaps Rodrigo and Danny Alves, I guess, as wing-backs, who then basically bypass or sprint beyond, sprint through the the midfield and get it up to the goal scorers, of which they have plenty of options. So I, I can see plenty of ways for Brazil to do it, to get a win here, and probably to do so without too much trouble. But there's just too much previous, there's too much quality, too much grit, and also too much previous experience of dragging teams into deep waters for Croatia that I think this is going to be Brazil's first proper test. And because they've been so barely tested so far, I think that could cause them some serious problems. Yeah, it just came to me that age can be a very interesting thing here because in the quarterfinals, I do expect star players, uh, the best performing guys of the two squads, to actually play their role. On Croatia's side, it should be Luka Modric. He's old, and apparently he doesn't have the strength to run through the field for all 90 or even 120 minutes anymore. On Brazil's side, the best guy is definitely Neymar, but he's also 30. And the injury, which didn't seem to bother him in the game against South Korea, we don't know how much is how much is there with him. So if say this game goes to the last fifteen or ten minutes and needs someone to send out, can Neymar be that guy? Or in order to play that role, he has to you know hold him hold his punches for say thirty minutes or forty minutes and then strike later. I think if he is going to strike later, and I think that is probably quite a likely result here, Mm -hmm. I feel like the thing more than anything is to hold his ego in check. Mm. Because the thing with Croatia is they are a team, they are a unit. Yes, they have star players, but they work together and that's how they get their goals. Whereas if it comes down to 80 minutes, 10 minutes left... um, and uh, Brazil need a goal. Mm-hmm. Neymar will be thinking like it's time to be the hero, and suddenly then 
team planning goes out of the window, suddenly then he becomes the main guy again. And you can't do that against a team as crafty as Croatia. Nor can you really do it in a tournament like the World Cup because we've seen Brazil go out in the past couple of years entirely from that behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to see them dust off South Korea, no problem. It's another thing to see them run through the group stage without much of a challenge. But then to reach this stage already dancing and already assuming you're going to be the the champions, the finalists, when every other team at this point can not only get that far, but has weathered difficulties in one way or another. I feel like the weakness with this Brazil side, that's going to give them away, perhaps not against Croatia, but perhaps later on in the, the tournament, mm. is the mental frailty, the... All the bad mistakes of 2014 are going to come back. All the ego is going to come back because they haven't had to weather any difficulties yet. However, Mm -hmm. if Croatia takes them to the limit and they do get past it, that might give them like the crucible to become as strong as they need to be to go to win it. Yeah, it could be. It definitely could be. What is your prediction for the result of this game? I think this is going to be 2-1 to brazil mm-hmm. but one 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 going into extra time wow that is very specific but i agree that's very likely what's going to happen so for the other game argentina and the netherlands the two actually played each other multiple times in the world cup and the dutchman had a okay record the only difference was that the last two times argentina beat the netherlands first in 1978 they won the championship and the second time in 2014, they made the final. So the Dutchmen were more like what you just said about Croatia for Brazil. They were the final test for Argentina before they really become something. Mm, yeah. And this time, you know, we were saying about how the Netherlands are the champions of the crown, so mm-hmm. to speak. This time feels to me that they have been given like the, the, the final narrative so early on in the tournament that they like of all the games that are available in this in this quarterfinals for me this one is the one that has the upset written all over it because i was thinking back to the group stage and you look at argentina and yes they had that that loss to saudi arabia but then the belief was that they had fixed it Mm-hmm. And the belief was that that was just a blip and everything was back to normal. And I can kind of see where they're coming from because after that it was 2-0 uh, Mexico, 2-0 Poland, 2-1 Australia. However, one, they shouldn't have conceded anything to Australia considering the size of the teams. But also, when you think back to those games... A thing that really stands out to me is you have Messi being surrounded by players who are not really performing as well as they should do, Mm -hmm. but it's him who's carrying them through in ways that it makes like the the troubles disappear. Like for example, against Mexico, who's surrounded by um, by Julio Martinez and Angel Di Maria, they both got traded off halfway through. Um, you end up in a situation where then in the next game it was um, uh, Lautaro Martinez playing up front alongside him. Mm -hmm. 
and he gets traded off as well against Poland because he's not performing performing any good. So just on a player-by-player basis, you're looking at this um, Argentina team, and it seems like Lionel Scaloni is playing sides that are just ad hoc, just who's who's who can we get today? Martinez didn't work. Okay, trade him out for DePaul. Di Marie didn't work. Okay, trade him out for Dybala. Trade him out for Palacios. You know what I mean? He's constantly mm-hmm. tinkering. Yeah. And he's not really getting the results from it because the goals and the assists are always coming from Messi. And that's one thing to have your star. But it's another thing when it's your star and no one else, so to speak. Whereas with the Netherlands, not only were they racking up the wins in the group stage, they are tinker. They are mainly keeping the same formation, three four one two. So they're keeping a heavy midfield that prevents movement. But they are having players like Cody Gakpo, players like Memphis Depay, who didn't start too well mm-hmm. or if they did it was because they were good at like catching mistakes but they are growing and they are becoming better and when you see say a, a Stephen Bergwijn being played up front in the opening game and then he's just on the bench for the rest of the tournament when you see how that plays out against say the USA where they are willing to completely bend their style of play pragmatically to overwhelm what the USA and Greg Berhalter can bring. It's two different types of tinkering. And it shows that, to me, Van Hal is a tactician who is looking ahead and seeing what players he can use to neutralize what the opponent will put out there. Whereas with Scaloni for Argentina, he's trying to figure out who plays well around Messi because Messi's the untouchable piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. And so far... He hasn't found much. Yeah, so this is more like on the squad level, Argentina have Messi, who is better than anyone the Netherlands have. But for mm-hmm. the rest of the team, they don't really match their Netherlands counterparts. And then on the manager level, Van Hal already knows how, like, what his players do the best, and he knows how to make them do that. As for Scaloni, he is still trying to figure it out, even though this is already the quarterfinals. So I got to say, this is at at least 50-50, and I actually think the advantage is on the Netherlands side. Yeah, same. I I think that the Netherlands go into this. I think the advantage is with them simply because so many people assume they are the underdogs. Mm -hmm. Because that way, they're coming in with... You know, because the belief on Messi is Argentina already have this lineage with the World Cup. So it's a thing which he has to do. He has to win it. And then the closer he gets to the goal, the more, like, the heavier the burden becomes almost, I guess. Whereas with the Netherlands, because they're so unfavoured, but because of how tactically well they've played so far... I don't think people are fancying them because they haven't been like, you know, for example, there's no Spain 7-0 over Mm -hmm. Costa Rica. It's just been 2-0 consistent, chip away. So I think Argentina will be coming into this confident they can get the win. And if they can finally get everybody firing on the same team sheet, which is one of those things which becomes easier the deeper you go into a tournament because there's more experience, more time on the pitch together. If they can get that, 
then they should be fine. But I can't see them doing that, especially with Van Hal playing this disruptive, pragmatic style of football. Mm. I mean, yeah, I don't know if you saw uh, on Dutch TV mm-hmm. all the all the pundits, all the former players are complaining. They do if they they'd rather lose than win this style. So even their home supporters are saying, "Well, you're not winning the Dutch way. We don't want to have it like this." I think it was Giovanni van Bronckhorst who was saying oh. it, and um, for them to be in that position makes me feel like they are perfectly hidden in a foxhole and ready to jump out and knock out this Argentina side. Mm. I got to say that I admire their uh, ego, maybe a strong word. I admire their pride, but mm. sometimes you need to guard your pride with victories and honors. So in order to do that, sometimes your your pride has to you know go somewhere else. Stop saying that your players are not doing it the Dutch way or whatever way. They are working hard and they are on their way to achieving something. These guys have never achieved. At yeah. least be supportive. And I I respect every winner as long as they play in a legit way in you know on the field. So I yeah. I actually support the Dutchman if they can win. What is your prediction for this game? My prediction is one nil Netherlands. Oh, one nil. I think, yeah, I think this will be very close, but I think it's going to be a case of Argentina simply gets shut down, which is to say, Messi ends up in double coverage. Mm-hmm. Al Alvarez, Papu Gomez, Lautaro Martinez, whoever they throw on to be playing alongside him, can't get anything done, and then going in the reverse, probably. You know, we we've seen it before. Say, Cody Gakpo, yeah, Steven Bergwijs, Denzel Dumfries, someone on the counter, someone hits hard, gets the gets the goal, and that's all that's needed. True. Say, if there has to be a penalty shootout in either of these two games, which team、mm. do you think will be most comfortable for it, except Croatia? Um, that's a good point because I feel like every single team at this point. Is has enough attacking talent to perform well again with this Argentina squad? You can't look beyond Messi and think, is he going to be the player who goes up first and sets the tone,、mm-hmm. or is he going to be like third or fourth in to get the winning, get the winning goal? Yeah.、Um, but if it does go to penalties, then I think it really does become like a coin flip.、Mm-hmm. And although. <clears throat> Although I think it then comes down to the quality of the goalkeeper, because we've seen that in several games so far, like Bono for、yeah. uh, Morocco, for example, and then I have to say like Rudy Noppert for、mm. the Netherlands has been like absolutely sensational this tournament, sensational since his return to football in general. So if it, if these games go to penalties.、Um, I think I think my predictions still stand. I think I still say Brazil go through on penalties、mm. and Netherlands go through on penalties if it reaches that point. And I think so much for today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, we'll be hearing from you guys very soon tomorrow. See ya. Speak to you then. Bye bye.